Hey drivers, have you thought about becoming your own company? Have you thought you'd like to get your own authority and DOT number, but you just don't know how to go about doing it? Well, call JJ Keller and Associates. They can help you get the proper registration and credentials that you need to operate legally. They protect drivers from penalties and out-of-service orders as a result of not having the proper authority. They save drivers time by filing their paperwork and ensuring everything is correct. Drivers, they also help you with unified carrier registration, USDOT and MC numbers, MCS 150 updates, year-around authority monitoring, and plenty more. Drivers, if you're looking to become your own company and you want your own authority number and DOT number today, call J.J. Keller & Associates at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017 and tell them Talk CDL sent you. Thank you. You're out there in Missouri, Illinois area. What, Troy, basically Troy, Illinois area out there, St. Louis? Saint, yeah, uh, more closer to St. Louis in reality. Okay. I do all the rail yards. Okay, yeah. So you're, you're are you, what are you doing at uh, day cab right now? Uh, I got a sleeper, but I can pretty much do it in day cab. I'm home every night, so it don't matter. Okay. So what, what are you seeing out there? I'll tell you what, like one of my buddies here in Florida, he works for, well, he's an owner. And he's with CMEX. And, and it sounds like CMEX is doing the right thing here. What they're doing is you come into their property, everybody, they take your temperature. If you have a high temperature, you're out. You go home and get better. But what they're doing is taking, cost, you know, taking precautions on drivers coming in and out of their facilities, shipping, receiving, all that good stuff. I think it's a good thing. Um, are you seeing that out there? Uh, really? So far, what I've experienced is... Um, like I know with our, my company's terminal, uh, pretty much we're isolated from the dispatch and everything, uh, from a lot of the rail yards I've really experienced. It's more kind of automation or I know union Pacific, for example, is everybody's having to input all of our information on an app and all the, all the workers have to do is scan a barcode. Um, I know what another one Afton trucking, which is another one of our, uh, rail terminals, we go in there and we aren't even able to get, we're able to get out of the truck to take our zip ties off. We have to stay in that cab. They will come to you. Basically trying to limit the contact between driver and staff. All right. So, so at least, at least they're trying to do their part. I mean, I'm, I'm getting reports. Yeah, I mean, every, every railroad's got their kind of system they're implementing to try to reduce the risk of it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm getting reports what I've seen. Uh, one of the trucking companies that I know real well in Texas told me uh, this morning they have, there's four or five uh, states now they can't hire a truck driver from. Uh, I think it was Illinois, New Jersey, Florida, and Georgia. It, they have roadblocks set up there in Texas. And if you're traveling from those states, they will not even let you enter unless you're delivering essentials for their state, something very important. Yeah, I haven't, no, I have not heard or experienced that. I know Florida today, I believe, put in place where you can't, you can't enter or leave the state of Florida. I think you could elaborate more on that. I know all the cars have to go into the way stations as of, I think, yesterday. I remember reading a report on that. So far, I know Illinois is getting real bad. Um, 
I mean, we've we've been pretty. Granted, we've been more affected up north than we have down here, but I know St. Louis is starting to get up there. Um, not too bad. So I mean, so far I have not experienced. I know the scale houses haven't really been open around here lately. Um, haven't really experienced like cops checking because uh, we've been on a um, stay-at-home order now for I think two weeks, and I haven't really experienced. I mean, a little reduction in traffic, but I have not noticed a real drop Angeles around here. With you, everything. you didn't notice what? Uh, a real drastic change. I mean, a little bit of traffic or rush hour. I mean, nowhere near like it normally is, but I still really haven't seen a big effect due to the stay-at-home order here in St. Louis. Yeah, and I was just thinking about this stay-at-home and, okay, now this state's why, like Florida, for example, and I hadn't heard the border thing that you just told me about because I've actually been kind of out of pocket most of the day. But I, I did notice that different states are keeping an eye on different states. You know, when you when you go up to the northeast, all the surrounding states from uh, that are surrounding New York, they're all trying to block people. You've got Illinois blocking people. Um, I'm hearing stories of Minnesota, Wisconsin, people having a hard time with trucking companies finding drug labs to do their drug screens. You've got Texas blocking people. Florida's blocking Louisiana and New York coming down. Um, I mean, you really, it, it, to me, it's going to put a heck of a strangle on trucking in general. It's, you know, like I keep saying, trucking, we're the last men standing. And, man, I tell you what, it's, it's it, until, it all, until you shake a stick at all of it, it's almost like everybody's watching each other and blocking each other sooner or later. Uh, and, and really where my compassion is going out is if you're not hauling essential products and you're a dry van company or a reefer company and you're, you know, or a flatbed company, you're, you're getting strangled right now. Oh, it got real bad there. Cause like I said, I do intermodal. So I rely on imports and exports. And it got really slow there when the virus was first starting to take hold, but we didn't really have many cases in the country yet. Probably about two, three, well, about three weeks ago, about a month ago, when it was just just starting to get bad. I mean, it got really slow and affected uh, the intermodal rail yards because a lot of the ships couldn't unload containers. I have a buddy that works out of the port of Savannah, and he said it was getting so bad over there. They were maybe working three days a week, and it was just getting dog awful slow. But it seems to be now with the virus affecting everything with the markets. I mean, we have, we're pretty busy. We've actually picked up pace rather than slowing down because it got to the point where we were looking at layoffs, I felt like. I mean, we were just getting so slow. There was a whole lot of product to move. But it seems like the virus has actually been – a little bit good for business, if you can say it like that. I, mean, I guess some work is better than no work. Yeah. So, well, so you're saying it it died out in the container industry, and and I and I believe when the first when the virus first came out, there was a big question on, oh, can the COVID nineteen virus survive on you know different uh, materials, plastic, metal, wood, and so. With that being said, of course containers coming from china was the big scare is the disease and i think that's probably what you're talking about there the effect and i guess when they started realizing that no people are not going to get sick i don't think from containers coming over 
now it's picking back up. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm, I mean, I'm not 100% sure if that's the case, but that's kind of my experience is I know the workload's kind of picked up. I know a lot of stuff was sitting on ships that they couldn't dock, and I think they finally, they had them in quarantine. I think that period's over, and so they're finally, all that backlog's kind of getting delivered finally. At least I'm assuming that's kind of the case. So, okay, so uh, bottom line is uh, you're working, you're, you're, uh, you're, Lord willing, you're making money. Uh, the places you're delivering to, uh, they're all open. There's no issues there. Um, well, we just saw Toyota. Toyota closed till April 1st. Um, that's one of our big accounts. Um, they had us going in last week. We were bringing containers in, filling the parking lot up. But now that that's full, I'm not sure what we're doing on that. Um, so far, I know a few of our other customers are still open. Cause I don't think Indiana has placed a stay-at-home order yet or any type of shutdown. So most of the things are still open in that area compared to Illinois. Um, so, so far, I haven't seen it really affect us quite yet. But I got a feeling that the worst hasn't came yet, unfortunately. I think we're in this for a lot longer than a lot of us would like to admit. I don't see us getting better two, three weeks from now. I think it's going to be months before it gets better. Yeah, but I think people are less scared now. I mean, it's, you know, the first week or two, everybody was kind of in shock. Uh, you know, a lot of Americans are out of work right now. Uh, they just put in place the uh, stimulus checks, and hopefully, Lord willing, people start at least seeing that helping them with their income, their bills. I know they've the government has, has uh, eased up on any loans, and you know uh, I, I don't think landlords are allowed to evict people or repossess things at this point while this is going on. So it's at least they're at least getting some relief while they're being stuck at their house. Yeah, which it's helped because uh, you you know a little bit about my situation you've seen on Facebook, and it's definitely helped with some of these laws that have been put in place to kind of help us. So, so Cody, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, uh, you know, recently you had uh, given us a video of a, a truck driver that uh, basically went off the road and wrecked and you were there and I'll be honest with you, man, the video went viral and a lot of people really were giving you the thumbs up because you stayed by his side, kept him, kept him awake and all that stuff. I wanted to go back to that, to that accident, because I know you had, I'd seen a little bit where you were talking about it, but I'd like to, I'd like to bring it into our audience, you know, and yeah. I want to get your, like you actually seen the guy go flying off the road. Was he right in front of you going in the same direction to you or was he coming yes. at you and what interstate was it on? You know what sucks? Shopping for truckers insurance. You know what sucks more? Not having it. You want to know how to fix that? Call 800-347-5373 and let the trucking insurance experts at Rev help you get the coverage you need without breaking the bank. Rev specializes in providing insurance of all types to small fleet owners and independent owner-operators. Whether local, short-haul, or long-haul, Rev Insurance can get you covered at a price that fits your budget. From liability damages and cargo to workers' compensation and surety bonds, Rev has your back while you're out there on the road. Call 800-347-5373 or visit www 
dot revinsurance.com. That's R-E-V-I-N-S-U-R-A-N-C-E dot com. That's 800-347-5373. Rev Insurance knows truckers because they only work with truckers. But we were both going eastbound. I was heading out to Evansville that morning. We were on I-64 going across Illinois, just, just outside of St. Louis, coming through Mosquito. Uh, accident actually happened in New Baden at the 32-mile marker. And on Real, 70? Really, uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary, you know, just normal day. I remember I, was, I had my drink with me, been down to pick it up. I looked up to take a sip and I've I've seen him halfway on the shoulder well it didn't my brain didn't process because all this happened within half a second I looked up he was already halfway on the shoulder by the time I put the cup down and looked up the truck's gone well my brain's processing what just happened well for some reason my brain thought did he just take a ramp or something I set my cup down well then about that time I see the top of his trailer and I realized what had happened and I slammed on my brakes, got onto the shoulder, and I mean, I took off running. I honestly, I don't even remember if I set the brakes. I mean, I straight went full speed down the hill, about falling down. Well, I I got down there. I'm on the phone nine one one, and I tell you what, man, if you guys have seen the video, um, it did not look good. I honestly didn't think I was gonna see uh, someone alive. How far? I mean, the whole cab was gone. Cody, when when he hit the berm how far off the road and he was in trees right he hit trees and everything didn't he oh yeah he was if i really had because the hill was pretty steep and he went down i mean once he lost that there was he had, would have had a hard time recovering he was probably let's say about a thousand feet off the road wow maybe less than that to be honest i mean he he went down there and he, he probably went into them trees doing about Every bit of seventy mile an hour, because that's what I was doing. Now, so, I mean, he had he hit it with some force. Was he pulling a reefer or a van? Reefer. Okay. Was it loaded? Yeah, deli you, meat on, yeah you, loaded with deli meat. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so, so he he flies off the road, like you said, and you know, I'm I'm kind of like you, what you just said. I would probably be like the same way. It, my brain wouldn't click. Did I did I just see a a wreck? You know what I mean? He's gone and yeah, your brain almost didn't process it. I for some reason my brain tried to justify. He took a ramp out in the middle of nowhere. When I do this road every day, and I'm like, wait a minute, there's no ramp here. We're out in the middle of nowhere. And then when I seen the top of that trailer, it clicked. You're seeing a crash about to happen. So and then when I seen the steam and stuff come up from the engine, I mean. I went because when I was running down the hill, all you seen was steam, smoke. Because I mean, I was on, first on scene, and I mean, when I had seen the cab was gone, because I was on the phone nine one one. She's asking me where I'm at. I'm so my adrenaline's rushing. I I actually told the lady the wrong interstate. I told her I was on seventy for some reason, because my brain's just trying to get the information out there as fast as I can. Well, we got it all corrected. I got down there. Well, he was in such dense trees because, I mean, he crashed right into a, a big tree line and can't get to it. I couldn't get behind his trailer. Really? I mean, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't get around. I, I tried going around behind his trailer, and I couldn't do to the tree line. 
So I ran over to the front, jumping bar wire, ripping my pants on the bar wire. Well, I ran over to the passenger side, and magically, this guy's alive. He's covered in blood, but he's alive. Half the cab is missing. I mean, like I said, if, from the pictures I and video, if you guys have seen it, there was nothing left of that driver's side of the cab. Four inches to the left, he would have been dead because it was a big tree, and that's what stopped him. That's what took the cab off was the tree. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, crap, this guy's alive because I just told 911 that I said, I'm pretty sure there's no way anybody lived. And when I seen him, I mean, he had to have an angel watching him. I mean, to, to basically he was okay, cut up, but he had no serious injuries that I knew of. He was able to move everything. He was able to communicate. And, I mean, the state of that truck, I was shocked. I mean, he was extremely, extremely lucky. I seen um, I seen you talking to him, and I seen you asking him if you know if you can move your fingers, or uh, and 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 he picked up his hands and moved. Um, he did kind of look like he was in kind of a daze. You know, he, sometimes you don't realize right. what was actually pinning him in. Was was it the firewall? Was was the motor? It was. Um, I th- I think his seatbelt was caught. I had handed him my knife, and he couldn't he couldn't get to where he could cut himself think of the time to climb, try to climb in the cab and cut him out. But he was also pinned up with all the tree branches on the driver's side. He had no real escape. The passenger side door was jammed. Couldn't do nothing there. I could have, uh, I didn't think about it at the time. I could have probably went into the truck and tried to help him, but I didn't really want to move him. Because I, right, right after it happened, and this is the crazy part of the story, 911 actually hung up on me. After I told him all the information, 911 actually disconnected the call. They said, all right, sir, we're rolling paramedics from fire. Um, and then they just hung up, and I was kind of shocked. And thank God my friend was an EMT student, and actually an EMT class when it happened. Because I called her because she just went to class. She goes, I can't talk. I sent her a picture. I said, I got a guy pinned, bad accident, help me. And she's the one that walked me through all the steps to check, and she goes, Check his hands, check his posts, check his response. And uh, she was honestly a huge help because, I mean, I was panicking because I'd never quite experienced something like that. And yeah. so I was just trying to make sure I was doing everything right because it seemed, for what only lasted, I think I was only on the side of that road for about 40 minutes. It seemed like hours. I mean, I was frustrated. I said, where's EMS at? We've been here forever. And it was like 10 minutes. You know, and one of the things I did notice, you seem to have at least kept your cool, you know, through that whole ordeal. And that's usually one of the first and foremost things is the calmer you can stay, the calmer the victim will stay. So you did a good job. Everybody was right. You did a great job, Cody. Do we know, Cody, if was it a medical reason why he went off the road? Did he have I, a problem? Or? I'm pretty sure uh, from what I've seen now, I don't know 100 percent. This is just pure spectrum. I think he fell asleep behind the wheel okay. because he was too alert. They checked everything. I mean, he was he he had no symptoms. Granted, it could have been something like a seizure. He seemed okay to me. He seemed alert, a little dazed. Like you said, I think he was in shock, to be honest. But I mean, it was one of them things. I mean, it could have been so much worse. 
So do we have you gotten an update on this driver? Um, where is he? Where is he from? Did he did he pull through okay? Did he have a lot of complications? I didn't look like he was you know gonna uh, gonna die. Or I didn't know anything. I I actually wanted to find out because it only happened not that far from my house. I mean, 20, 30 miles. So I actually wanted to follow up, but I all I knew was his name was Frederick, and so I never got an update on him. I mean. I'm pretty sure he was okay. I mean, fire and EMS were cutting the tree branches. And that accident was, by the time I went to Evansville, dropped my trailer, grabbed my other trailer, and headed back. By the time I got back, about five hours later, that accident was already cleared. And I, I was kind of shocked at how fast they cleared it. I didn't hear you say in the beginning, did you say what time it was of the day that, that the accident it was happened? About 8, 30, 9 o'clock. At night or in the morning? Park. Yeah, it was it was early on my way over to Evansville. So early in the morning. Yeah. Okay, and you know that's a that's a time. Sometimes people get drowsy in that time. He may have had that. I I just hope he's okay, and I I hope his it career. It was scary is... to be honest. Yeah. Well, it was I... scary watching that. I was like amazed. Well, and the fact he actually he I said when I asked him if he watched the video, I said, "Are you company or owner?" And he goes, "Company." I said, "I'll call your dispatch." He actually grabs his phone. He goes, "No, I'll do it," and he called him, and his words were. Well, the load's not getting delivered, and you can hear the dispatcher say, "Why?" And he goes, "Well, I went for a ride um, in the trees. The truck's mangled. It's pre it's pretty bad." And they go, "Well, did you lay it over?" And he goes, "No, I kept it up, right?" He goes, "But it's destroyed." And really, the only thing I, the entire situation, because I also got a lot of flack for that video too, but like I told people, it was off my personal page where I had EMT friends and nurses and 911 wasn't a whole lot of help. You know, them critical seconds count. And the one um, big thing I would have done differently, I should have never mentioned fire. I was concerned with that reefer because it was leaking fuel. I was concerned with it igniting because with all that tree, all that trees around, I was afraid of there being a fire and then we got to get this guy out of the truck. But that's probably the one thing I would have done different in that situation. It's maybe have kept a little bit more calm, maybe been a little bit better choice in my words. But knowing I've never been in that situation. Um, you know, to be honest with you, Cody, I thought you did good. I mean that sincerely. Um, you know, the flack you might have got from the video, some people might have been upset that you even videoed it. But to be honest with you, it's news. It's video. Anything in the public, believe it or not, is 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 fair game. Not that, you know what I mean? Now, if, if it would have been a tragedy to where the man was, you know, gonna die or something then obviously you, you you wouldn't have wanted to put it out there in the public until no. family are notified but you know on something like that you know it, it's 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 you know it's a it's video people want to see it uh it is what it is uh you know i'll be honest with you you know we we you know we make a lot of videos and you know we make videos sometimes that show the good side of trucking and 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 a truck driver getting an award and i'll be honest with you those are the videos that never get shared they never go viral. They they literally die on the vine because nobody wants nobody wants to hear good news. It's I don't want to say it's disgusting. It's just the way life really is. Um, back in my day, there was a song that went like something like this. It said, "You got the bubble-headed bleach blonde. She comes on at five. She can tell you about the plane crash with a gleam in her eyes." And then the song said, "Give me dirty laundry." And and people love to hear bad news. I mean, and to be honest with you, that was a bad accident. 
But at the same time, a lot of good came out of it. Well, it kind of gave me redemption in a way because I don't remember if I told you about the accident that happened back when I still was an owner-operator. Did I ever tell you about the Terre Haute accident? No. Um, This happened, I'd have to dig through the pictures, but it happened in 2018, I believe. This is your own accident? Well, no, not not my. It's one I I witnessed, and unfortunately, I had to watch a guy burned alive. Oh. Attention all truckers, it's Troy with Talk CDL. If you're looking for a new job, try NCI at 844-311-7076. They offer great equipment, great benefits, a great working atmosphere, and more importantly, a great steady income week after week after week. This carrier is actually owned by their own shipper. Pick up the phone if you're interested and call 844 311-7076 and never run out of freight again and tell them ToxEDL sent you. Hey truck drivers, I got some hot news for you. The entertainment industry's leading trucking company is now hiring drivers. We haul for some of the biggest stars in rock, pop, and country music. Plus, we deliver to some of the coolest places like arenas, stadiums, and concert halls. Drivers, check out this package. Drive less miles, about half as an average driver, and the average starting salary is $80,000. And it gets better from there. Each driver's assigned a late model, Peterbilt 579 with a customized sleeper. And on top of all that, you get a nice full benefit package. Drivers, if you're looking to change your life to do something totally different, something different's waiting for you now. Call us, 888-571-8476. That number again, 888-571-8476. We were over in Terre Haute. Uh, Back when I was an owner, I was heading westbound, heading actually back to St. Louis. And, um, well, I'm sitting there driving. We got about the four-mile marker. And actually, I don't know if you can still see it, but if you look at that overpass, you'll still see the black marks from the fire. The guy was pulled over on the shoulder right past the ramp. Well, a guy hauling packages, he drifted off onto the shoulder, slammed into the back of him, instantly caught fire. Well, I was I was going westbound, and all of a sudden, I see a fireball and packages start flying across into the road where I'm hitting packages. Well, we slam on our brakes, and I was like the third truck in the line. We all stop on the 70 westbound, and, well, we go running across the road because we could see the truck, and it was fully engulfed. And the problem was the guy was alive at hit, but he was pinned, and the truck's on fire. And all you could hear was his moans. And the fire was so hot, we couldn't get him out. And by the time fire EMS got there, the moan stopped. And that kind of, that still to this day haunts me, hearing them moan. Them saying, help me, help me, nothing you can do. That's why I'm a believer in everybody should carry one of those blade cutters uh, for for cutting seatbelts. And they also make one that has this little punch tool. Because, you know, a, a window is actually almost impossible to bust 
out, okay? Most people don't realize how hard it is to try to break a window, but they make these little spring-loaded, it's like a little neat. tips. Yep, and it just, all you do is hold it up to a window, and it, it'll bust it in like a quarter second. And it's, I'm telling you, uh, in, in that instant, you know, that's a, that's a bad instant when somebody burns alive like that. And, you know, a lot of times. It's too hot to even get near them. Right. That's the bad thing. I had, I wanted to help. I even had a four foot pry bar in my truck, but even then we couldn't even get close enough to the cab to even attempt to. Yeah. And see, when, when you have an instant like that, just for your own protection, for, you know, it gives you better odds as a trucker or just a common driver in a car. If you have these tools Believe, I know a lot of people don't think it's ever going to happen. Everybody thinks it's going to happen to the other guy. Well, when when you roll a car over a truck and you're pinned in there because your seatbelt won't unlock or whatever the case is, believe me, you'll wish you had those tools that you can reach for, cut a seatbelt, punch a window, you know, pop a window out and get out of a vehicle, especially uh, also going into a, a, a body of water. You know, people really need to know that this stuff can happen in a blink of an eye. I'm telling you this. People die every day in accidents, and a lot of them die because they can't get out. Yeah, I'm here. I was sending you the pictures on Facebook, actually, of that accident. Yeah. To your Facebook I see, at, I see stuff coming. Fire. Do you have video of that or not? No. Yeah. I, I, took, I didn't even think to do it. Uh, these are just photos I took as we – because once fire got back there, they said, you guys need to get westbound going because we had shut the road down. Yeah. And they go – they moved the packages out of the – to get the traffic going. These are just the four that I took on my way home. Yeah, I'll look at them then when we get off. So so there you have it. I mean, that's that's really what I wanted to – I really wanted to kind of talk about that accident. So the accident actually was on 44, not 70. Is that correct? No, no, 64. Oh, on 64. 32-mile marker. And if anybody's ever going eastbound, you hit that 32-yard stick, you look down, you will still see where he hit the trees. Yeah. You'll see a tire sitting down there. Yeah. I look at it. Every day by thinking of it. Well, I sure wish we could get a report, you know, uh, it, how he's doing. I, I'm sure, you know, in an accident like that. We probably that, could if yeah. we invested. But, see, I don't know with HIPAA. That's the problem. I don't know if we can get any information. Well, you can't get information from a hospital or a doctor. But if you if you found out who he is and, and you got a hold of yeah, him. Yeah, we could to reach say, out. Yeah, reach out and say, hey, I'm the guy that was there holding your hand for you, brother. How you doing? Just want to check up on you. I would love to know myself. But he did seem like he was going to pull through, no problem. Yeah, no, he was he, – because at one point me and the EMS girl were sit, standing on top of the motor. And she was checking out his sugar and I was kind of helping out. And – yeah, I mean, he seemed fine. He seemed alert. He had movement and everything. I just don't think he could get out because of his dash and the seatbelt. Yeah. All right. So, Cody, you got any any other news out there in the Midwest for us? We're actually coming up on 30 minutes here, and I'm going to wrap this up here in a second or two. Um, what, what do you got for me out there? I do know one thing, um, a little on a personal note, but my grandfather, who's the reason I got into trucking, he's he did this for 40 years um, he's expected to pass away by the end of this week. He's 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 been doing this for 40 years as an owner op. He retired a couple of years ago uh, as a bus driver. Well, he's expected to pass away by the end of the week. How, how old is your grandfather? Uh, I think 80. I, think, I want to say 80. 
84, 86. Praise God, he lived a whole life, man. You know, I, I don't know if you read the Bible or not, but it actually says man's life will be an average of 70 to 80. It actually says that in the Bible. Um, so he, he actually hit the average, which is pretty cool for him. Uh, and he was a trucker all his life. Did he teach you how to drive? Uh, no, he. I actually went to my own school. He he retired in 95, and then he got in a charter bus driving, did that for about 15, 20 years. And then he was driving for uh, Beverly Farms here in um, Godfrey, Illinois, for the past couple of years, just kind of getting him something to do. Did you go and on trips? Did you go on trips with him as a little kid? No, because he had retired right when I was born. Oh, okay. uh, I did get the pleasure. I got to take him on a run with me uh, two years ago, well, three years ago when I drove for Hogan. So I kind of got to get that redemption, you know. Got to take him, show him that. Hey, look. I'm able to fill your shoes and keep up with you. That's awesome, man. I wish I could have taken my grandfather. My grandfather was my mentor, taught me how to drive, work on them, everything. It would have been so awesome later on in life to take him, like, on a trip or two, but that never happened to me. As soon as he retired, within a year he died, uh, had a heart attack, and hit a guardrail in a car, of all things. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's life, you know. He was 72, my grandfather was, when he died, so... You know, you, I had a chuckle. He used to always joke, you can't pack my logbook. I used to give him <laughs> crap because he. I remember him filling logbooks out in his living room. And that day he got in my truck. I said, I had my uh, peop, well, my Qualcomm. And I took it off and I handed it to him and he goes, what the hell is this? This is my logbook. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I said, put me on duty, driver. I said, I'm not, I'll be able to pack yours, but can you pack mine? He just looked at me like, I don't know how to operate this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's something. I mean, we we had good times. He got to see me be an owner. You know, he got to basically I wanted to fill the same shoes he did. He got to see me do my best. So, you know, I mean, all I could do is basically live through him, I guess. Cody, that's an awesome story, man. I have the same type of mentor in my life. You know, um, everybody has a hero to look up to. My grandfather was the the, the closest person I've ever been to in my life that, you know what I mean? I, to this day can close my eyes and see him, you know, saying my name. So uh, I, 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 uh, I, I know you, I, I, I feel bad that you're about to lose that, that part of your life. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, it but, sucks, but it you really know, does. if you believe in the Lord, we can all be together someday after this, after this life is over. So the one big bummer I asked was, and I kind of have to understand, I wanted to give him his last ride. As one, as truck, as a trucking brotherhood, from one brother to another, I wanted to give him his final ride. And unfortunately, that got turned down. He wasn't too keen on the ideal. But, I mean, that's the one thing he always taught me was the brotherhood. If you ever see somebody broke down, try to help them out. Try to do the right thing. And... You know what? All I can do is basically take all the lessons he taught me and apply them to how I do it. Yeah, it's an awesome story. Um, listen, brother, I'm going to wrap this thing up. I uh, uh, want to actually going to hit the sack. Uh, uh, this is late for me right now. It's um, 
Almost yeah, 10. You're an hour ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're in Florida here. You know, it's 10 o'clock, but, you know, not a big deal. I, Ruth Ann's not with me tonight. I've been running around watching the industry, and, uh, I, you know, it, it's been great having you on. Stay in touch. We'll, we'll bring you back on. Yeah, have on. me on at any time. Let's say you got my cell number. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Johnny Acid's been wanting to come back on, and uh, I want to also holler at Alan. He finally went back to driving after three years. Oh, really? This is his first week back. Who's he driving I, for? Schneider again? Schneider. Yeah. yeah. I laughed. And I said, "It's about time." I said, "I've ran circles around you while you've been gone." I asked him the other day. I said, "You still remember how to drive and how to back a trailer?" <laughs> That's so, so. What's he doing over the road, or is he doing? Yeah, some, he's yeah. he's back over the road. I believe today or today's his first actual day driving back because i didn't believe him i i made him send me a picture at orientation because he's been telling me this for oh, over a year now he was going orientation he goes i finally made us and send me a picture you should have so told me he's, he's i, I would have called back. him that's cool man that's really cool i'm glad and he's... i didn't even think that i'll have we'll have to definitely have him on to see how he's liking it again see how the industry's changed in three years well, it, and it's changed a lot from the hours of regulate. Oh, yes. You know, everything. It's just been a big change. So because he's never did ELD, I'm used to it. But he's very new to the ELD system. How does that affect it from a new driver standpoint to somebody that's used to it? Well, you know, and, like an interesting perspective. And it's a great topic. I got to tell you, um, we talk about that a lot. A lot of guys that haven't driven in a long time, they think just because they can drive a tractor trailer that they should be able to walk into the industry without any assistance. And they don't realize, first off, insurance is the one that hires you. Second off, if you don't know the way the hours of service and all the new regulations are working, uh, you're you're actually wandering around in the dark. Uh, and that's just the truth. you got to know. And I guess this past January, they just enacted where the ELDs were changeable by the company starting this past January. Now, you are the only one that's allowed to touch your ELDs. No, Nobody else can. Any corrections, anything that needs to you, be you done can right. Still change, you can't change the drive. They can no longer edit drive time, but they can still go in. Because actually, I had this discussion today because mine went down. Mm -hmm. um, they... They can still change my on-duty. They could change all three, but they cannot change drive time. That ability was taken away once the mandate went in. The government said, if, say somebody, say I'm off-duty and a shop has to pull my truck in and I don't sign out and it kicks it on the drive time, there's no way to fix it. And then you're in violation. Right. I mean, that's where I kind of have issues. I know FMCSA had pushed the proposal for the new hours of service not long ago they'd actually sent it to committee but i haven't heard anything but they've been talking about that for over a year about the new hours of service well one of these days maybe they'll get it right but <laughs> you know it's it just seems that it seems like the regulations and everything gets tighter and stricter i was talking to somebody earlier today they and, and, you know, with a lot of trucking companies going out of business, and I did not know this, there was a big uh, shindig in Nashville not too long ago in retention, and one of the big topics were insurance rates, you know, has, are really driving a lot of the smaller companies out because in, it, it has actually, in many cases, doubled their rates, have at least gone up, I think, 12 to 25%. Um, oh, it's ridiculous. It's um. insane. I don't know if you remember when I was looking, when I had my own truck, I was looking in and getting my own authority. 
the cheapest quote my buddy Sam Farr was able to find me was in like the thirty grand range. And for, for the progressive year. progressive just I think just to give me a quote told me ninety four thousand dollars for one truck. I think they just did that just to give me a quote. That was for the year. But yeah, ninety four thousand. And I had a good driving record. I only had the one accident in five years where I had to take it to the ditch to avoid the four wheeler. And the cheapest one we found was like thirty grand for a year. Granted, I was twenty four at the time. So I mean that's part of the factor and I've done this for four years. Well, five years this year. But it's the insurance rates, the rates, a lot of guys, I mean, when you got the insurance, the fuel price, these new trucks are so expensive to maintain. It really almost ain't worth it anymore, to be honest with you. And that's the problem with a lot of these owners. They can't afford it. The money's just not there. Why slave of all the headaches when you can go make better money elsewhere with less headaches? I mean, you really are better off right now probably finding a good company job and, you know, working that with the benefits and, and uh, just being humble. Uh, but, you know, there's still some good owner-operator opportunities out there. But, uh, you know, that's... Hell, I made more doing in-dump work than I did as a company guy than I did when I had my truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, listen, man, I, I uh, like I said, we are we got 40 minutes here now. I'm, I'm, uh, I can't believe we've been on the phone that long. Yeah. I love talking about this stuff, so yeah. definitely call me back and pester me anytime. Oh, yeah. I have my number. Cody, you've been on here a million times with us. Uh, just uh, I've been here at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you were you were with us a couple of years ago when yeah, we back had... when Tyler and uh, back when I drove for Hogan. Yeah. When, when I met you, Tyler, I think uh, uh, was uh, Diesel on when you were on. I don't think I think you were. Yeah, yeah, no, Diesel. Diesel. I think I remember Diesel. Okay, then you must you must remember Rich from from up in Michigan and some of those guys that were always on the show. You know, this... yeah, that's how me and Alan met. We didn't realize we lived twenty minutes from each other. We met on Polk City Hill. Yeah, we actually followed Alan's career when he was going to school. He had messaged us when we had we actually started in 2015. This show. Yeah, so it was right when I per- yeah I found you guys a couple months after you started because I I met you guys at Hogan and I had been driving for about six months when I was at Hogan when I met you guys because I found you on a Facebook promotional. Well, you, you guys are promoting the podcast. And that's how I found you. Yeah, and you know Tyler is my son, and. Uh, Believe it or I not, talked to him forever. Yeah, he he's the one who came to me in 2015 and said, "Dad, you ought to start a podcast." And my reaction was, "What's a podcast?" I don't even know what. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I didn't know what it was. And you know, he said, "You know, with trucking and everything, the things you're doing in trucking, you you should you know start a podcast." Well, him and I started it, and we used to be on Blog Talk, which the audio was horrible. God, I remember Blog Talk. I remember the phone number to call in. Really, that's I probably cool. still have it in my phone, to be honest. Yeah, well, to be and, and and just being honest with you, I really liked it back then. But Tyler kept coming to me and saying, "Listen, the audio sucks." And we were, our, we, you know, everybody was saying, "You guys put out good information, but I can't hear." And, Dude, and, I still have the Blog Talk Talk CDL phone number in my phone. That's just too it. funny, man. So, what was the number? <laughs> what, what was uh, it? Three four seven. Uh, let's see. Oh, I just had it. Three four seven six seven seven one six four six. Talk CDL. That's too funny, man. I, I have to laugh at so my phone. <laughs> yeah, so we were live every day, five days a week for ninety minutes, and it was pretty cool. You know, we had a whole panel, but the audio sucked. And so then That's Tyler how I met me, Kelly, 
Yeah, you know, Kelly. I met a lot of my friends. I met you, you, Tyler, Alan. I met a lot of friends off of this show. Yeah. So here we are, four years later, going on five years, and you know we've the, the show's grown, and you know we've met a lot of people, met a lot of friends. Uh, to be honest with you, man, it's just the, it's the trucking community, you know. So um, yeah, hopefully we got another four or five years ahead of us. And, exactly. You know. man, I need to get down to Florida and hang out with you. I got close two years ago. I got close, but we couldn't make it work. Yeah, we have a studio in uh, Homosassa. I'm actually in Hernando tonight, and uh, we have a studio over there, and we've had many people in the studio. Kelly, Kelly's been, she's actually stayed in. Yeah, Kelly's, Kelly's been down there. I was down in Lakeland, but I forgot what happened, why we didn't make it work, because I, I drove all the way to St. Louis from Lakeland, Florida that weekend, because I was mad. I'll tell you what really sucks also with this this COVID-19. We, we had... We had like all kind of interviews and set up for the the truck show in Louisville this year. We were going to be there, and when they shut that down, that was like, oh, that really sucked. Dude, that's that sucked, and that was the thing actually. Back with when I was married, and I had my own truck, that was something I said I was going to go to every year because I had such a blast. Because it was the only time I ever got to see my friends. Because all my friends, we all across the country, but that was the one time we all came into Louisville and we got to spend time together grab drinks i had such a blast and then i had my vip tickets for last year and then everything happened and i had to shut the business down and everything and who would have thought that this year they would have canceled crazy it's kind of crazy yeah we're we're Hopefully uh gets us on we're yeah we're planning on going to dallas if uh but you never know you know <laughs> i missed it i was going two years ago and i'm if the shipper wouldn't have taken, well, the delivery wouldn't have taken six hours, I would have got to have went. I literally went to Dallas for the reason I got, got screwed. Welcome to trucking. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. So, well, listen, man, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, yeah. let, let's do another show soon, you know, and you can join oh, us. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Well, we record every week, obviously. Um, and then, you know, we've, we've got uh, a bunch of companies that are wanting to come on. And, you know, we're trying to get them on and just trying to move slowly, do things the right way. But, you know, if, you, if, if you're ever, you know, free and you want to join Ruth Ann and I, yeah, you know. Just let me know when you're recording. I'm li- I mean, I'm a... Literally, I live by myself. I have nothing better to do. Well, like I said, the fact I'm moving. Just message us, you know, during the week and 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 ask us at what day we were recording, and you're more than happy to join us. You know, join in on a pod. That's you know, any. In fact, all the drivers we invite people all the time. Anytime, any truck driver, especially or anybody. We need to get me and Alan on. I I I love to poke Alan's brain now that he's back. Yeah. Just see how he's doing. I'm actually going to message him here in a bit. Yeah, I'd be interested. Five, day one. I'd be interested to hear how he went about coming back in, you know, from him. and and, he uh, had a lot of struggles with his hand surgery. He had that thing done, I think, six times they had to do surgery on his hand. Yeah, that's amazing that somebody would take him with all them surgeries. That's great. So, all right, well, yeah, talk to him. Tell him, tell him, uh, let's get together and do a show. All right, will do, brother. You have a great one. Have a good, safe one, and I'll holler at you later. All right, man. Peace. Praise the Lord. Peace. You too.